Hello, this is Annie Catherine, host of the multi-award-winning podcast, Soulful Series. Thank you for joining me as I chat with award-winning authors who have written a memoir or nonfiction motivational book and have an uplifting message to share. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Jackie Burnett. She holds a bachelor's degree in commerce and an MBA and has helped numerous businesses with their strategic financial goals. She is a certified integral coach and trained yoga teacher and founder of the movement Dare to be Love. And she's written a memoir called Life's Not Yoga. Thank you so much, Jackie, for being here. Hi, Annie. Thank you so much for inviting me to spend time with you today. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm going to just jump right in with some questions. Thank you. That's perfect. Okay. So why did you write your memoir? Annie, I do talk about it a little bit in my book that when I was 13, 14 years old, I believed I was going to write a book one day. And I've gone through various stages in my life where I believed I would be an author. But I also talk about it in the book, as you know, having read it, is that I sort of crushed that for a long time. I crushed that desire, the desire to write, the want to write, the need to write. And from about 2002, I just knew that this was going to happen again. And I started dabbling with writing and picking up old journals and old notes. And um, it just sort of took a life of its own from there. And then I committed full time to it in 2012. And most of the reason is as a result of the multiple traumas that I've experienced that I wanted to share with the world how I overcame them but I think when I first started writing I have to be entirely honest it was very much attached to my ego and a sense of bravado for overcoming them whereas when I actually got to the process of writing and finally publication and as I've shared with you you know it took me nine years to actually complete the book my ego needed to be silenced and the writing needed to come from the heart and in the end, that is why I wrote the book, is to share with the reader that there is hope um, beyond whatever we experience in life. Yeah, and I also got that you are on a healing journey. Uh, as I was reading it, I definitely saw uh, growth in you, uh, you know, overcoming all of these traumatic experiences. <laughs> it, literally, you're... You, it could, it could be a movie. Someone could watch this and, and be like, it's just amazing everything you've been through. It is, it is um, definitely. Somebody said to me um, that they'd like to see it as a movie. And then at one stage I was um, working with a young writer who I wanted to, who was helping me to get my spoken voice into the book. And at one stage, you know, she said to me, you know, I've written a book. I said, yes, you have. And she said, you know, you need a lot in a book to make it exciting. I said, well, you know, let's start. And she said, well, let me take down your life history. I want to get a real sense of the spoken Jackie. And when she got to age 16, she said, we've got a problem. I said, what? She said, we don't have a book. We have a BBC series here. So maybe <laughs> Netflix will pick it up. <laughs> because know, you, had, of you had no problem with it being exciting. <laughs> it was exciting. <laughs> And, okay, so let's talk about the title, Life's Not Yoga. How did you choose that? If I'm entirely honest with you, the title was originally called I Dare to Ask. And my development editor and my editor were very um, annoyed with me because I was, not, I was not negotiable at all. And then in 2018, 
uh, no, 2017, I finished the final manuscript. And then I just worked on rewriting from there, knowing that this was the final book because, you know, it went through multiple manuscripts. I Something started pressing through me that the title, um, somehow didn't necessarily speak to the story and didn't give a sense of hope. And even though, you know, you, you, you see what I'm asking the universe for, I'm very clear about that throughout the book and what I'm asking for. Um, we were sitting about two years ago and I decided I was going to ch change the title and it took us about um, two years and we eventually had a hundred titles to look at. And one day I was reading through the book. And as you know, at one stage, I say in the book, life's not yoga. And I said to everyone, this is the title. This is the title. And then we sort of put that out for beta testing. And I just realized this is what the title had to be because it speaks to the whole story. Yes. And, and this title also important because you know we know that life is not just yoga it's about our response and that's why there's the play on life's not yoga or is it and then about finding love in the chaos of life is really about finding you know we have to find comfort in the position of the pose on the map and I'm sure we've all heard our yoga teachers say you know find comfort in this moment and we're like no I don't want to do this <laughs> um, <laughs> well that's how about find about life often as you know I didn't want to do life so was about finding comfort in life yeah that's a, it's a perfect title so let's talk Thank about you. the cover so <laughs> I love it <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the cover as well particularly the the upgraded um, cover it was interesting you know being an indie publisher you don't know what you're doing I've learned so much in the last year from my readers I've learned so much by working with um, various companies that are specialists in how to sell a book in terms of getting oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is your first version <laughs> thanks Annie <laughs> it's interesting some people are very attached to that and annoyed with me for change for changing the cover but I didn't really know what I was doing and it got to a stage where I was getting frustrated where I felt the cover wasn't wasn't coming to life the way that I sensed it would and I let it go and I actually knew I would change it in my heart I knew I would change it but I wanted to test the words behind the cover in you know with readers and they've been so amazing I've had so many fantastic reviews so many amazing responses and then I thought no I well it deserved it deserved time and effort to change the cover so yeah we are and it's a lovely transition you know it's a love it shows my growth as well my growth as an author my growth as an indie publisher mm -hmm. so I'm very excited about where it is now well, good. I love it. I love I love the first and the second. You you can't Thank go you. wrong. <laughs> I'm um, so glad I managed to get a second one to you before today. I know. God, I mean, considering you're in South Africa, <laughs> but Amazon's everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah, Amazon, yeah. Thank heavens for Amazon. <laughs> okay, so um, you talk many times about how you could have died but had survived, and. I, I mean, I, I I don't I didn't count them. How have you counted how many times it's been since? I well, mean, near death. Well, when I finished when I finished writing the book, it was nine, and you know, it's my ninth one that I experienced up in the Rocky Mountains. And I know you've had a sneak preview into that horrendous car accident I had five weeks ago. But I nearly choked to death three months ago, and someone had to come to my rescue. You know, the interesting thing is having gone through these experiences and you know somewhere I've gone to the other side I've actually you know had to be resuscitated but I remember with the um the, the, the two recent ones when I was choking I remember at one moment thinking 
if someone doesn't help me, this will be it. And there was this calmness that came over me while, you know, someone was trying to give me a Heimlich maneuver and wasn't quite doing it right. And I had to take his hands and push it into the right position. And thinking in that moment, you know, this could be it. Have I lived a full life? And I felt I had. Um, I don't think I felt that before. And I felt it again when I had this car accident. I remember we were careering into this, this, this stationary massive work vehicle with no warning lights or anything on on a national highway um and I remember seeing it and my partner braking so hard and I screamed brake and you know because I realized the vehicle was stationary and thank heavens for good German engineering thank heavens he had a fabulous car thank heavens he responded but there was this moment before we made impact where I thought what next what am I going to find on the other side of this accident and I remember there's this insane silence and you know we got out we you know I I looked at him the airbags deflated and I shouted get out the car and when we got out the car and I was looking at the vehicle I couldn't believe I was alive and I thought well maybe I am dead (laughs) maybe this is what death looks like so I'm clearly meant to be alive this book is clearly meant to um be uh and the work that I believe in, which the book is about, and you know, my blog writing, my online platform about the Dare to Be Love movement, it needs to be spoken about. So I think I've got maybe more than 11 in me, but as you said, maybe this is enough and I need to do some work to clear this energy. Yeah, I was thinking, oh gosh, there's some curse that I don't know, we, we need to, uh, yeah, like sage your, you all the time. <laughs> Well, Annie, like you as a cat lover, um, you know, I thought maybe nine was my number, but clearly not. So. No, clearly not. I know. I, that's why in today's post, I, I wrote it, wrote about having nine lives. Well, clearly you have more lives than a cat. <laughs> Looks like it. Okay. So then you write about believing in signs. Um, I also believe in signs. And so tell me how signs have guided you throughout your life. The signs are always there. And I think when I haven't looked at the signs, I haven't been guided and I took over, my ego took over and I was too much in the, in the human realm of, of the world. And I think if we look at where the crisis is in the world at the moment, I look at those people and I see why there's crisis because it's too much of the human realm. But when I allow myself to really identify as a spirit having a human experience, And that human experience presents itself in soul, body, and mind. And it's why I talk in in my other work and my writing about the four elements of self, body, mind, soul, and spirit. But when I identify and I work from the spirit, it's easy to see the signs and it's easy to move forward. And for example, even connecting with someone like you and finding some of the similarities that you shared with me in your email recently then I know, then I know, I know exactly why I'm here and I know exactly why I need to continue doing what I'm doing and, and remain um, inspired and remain motivated and remain committed to the work that I do, even in the scary moments. Yeah, I love it. I agree. I, I believe that you're right, that, si- that signs do appear when you're living your purpose. And I think mm. that's what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, that's beautifully summarized. Thank you. When you're living your purpose. Um, the signs are there yeah yeah Mm. Um, so how long I think you might have mentioned this earlier but briefly how long did it take you to write your memoir 
Well, I like to say my entire life because that is true on some yes. level. I've been writing it forever. But I committed full-time to it at the beginning of 2012. And the memoir actually ends at the end of 2013. And then, you know, so I spent those two years and I spent many years writing the final manuscript, which I completed in 2017. And then I probably went through a hundred rewrites to get the book to the point of view that, you know, it was of what I would, I'm a fussy reader. And so I felt that I, I wanted the reader to have their own experience. They might not like the story. They're going to get annoyed with me at times, but that the quality of writing was such that, you know, it was an easy read. It was enjoyable. It was a page turn as people are, are referring to it. And I worked with professionals to assist me with that process. So nine years in total. Wow. So you stopped in 2013, but you kept rewriting or editing or revising. Did you want to write? Because now it's past 2013. Did you want to write yeah. past that? Yeah, more so, more so. I think when I knew that the the memoir in terms, of, it's interesting that 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 final chapter when I had that experience, I knew that was the end of the book. I knew that was the conclusion. I knew that was the way the book needed to end, and I ne I've never questioned that, never ever. Okay. And even though there were many times that I. Whew, I was like, will this book ever get to publication? Will I finish it? Um, will I have the courage to show it to my mother and go through that experience with her? I even delayed publishing it a year for her because she needed to process some stuff. So I think that was probably more difficult for me, but the desire to, to, to finish the book uh, as a quality product was, was, was vital for me. I never questioned that. So mm -hmm. um, no, it was, it was, it's that that belief it's that yeah. core belief that core knowing that it had to be done mm -hmm. always stayed with me mm. yeah so um what was the hardest part of writing your memoir oh you know, I've been asked that question before and I never saw it coming but when I had to take because in the book I show you my dark and my light you see my nice sides and you see my not so nice sides and every character in the book particularly the key characters they're six key characters you see both sides of them and what was very hard for me was taking my my ex-husband off the pedestal so, so so showing you my ugly side was easy showing you that, you know, the sides to my mom and my dad, but, or, or Dan in the book, but taking my, my ex-husband off the pedestal nearly destroyed me. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, realizing how much I loved and adore him and still do. And, you know, just had a chat to him two days ago. It was his birthday and he was dealing with something, you know, what a privilege to have been married to someone like that and have shared a big part of my life with him. But that was really hard. Yeah, And then what my mother read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it was interesting that you um didn't take your ex-husband off a pedestal or you didn't like to but that you could with yourself like I I I was amazed about how honest and true you were to um divulge the dark sides of yourself which I'm I'm very impressed because not many people I don't think could do that well, I think that's the core of my work until we can actually really, really look at ourselves because, you know, that opening poem of mine is, 
about looking in the mirror and everything that I hated about my parents was in me. And I needed to show the reader that it existed because it's actually inside all of us, whether we live it out or not. And it's really, how do you find compassion for the murderer? How do you find real love for someone who has hurt you? It's identifying that all of that exists inside every single one of us. So every trigger that we have is the gift of the opening of our own dark side. And I, there was no ways I could talk about this. There was no ways I could be true to that if I didn't show you my ugly side. Yeah, yeah. Well, I commend mm. you for that. Um, <laughs> okay, so do you want to talk about anything relevant that happened in your life? Um, after 2013, after you stopped the memoir, like what happened next? So much has happened and no, they were, I don't think there's going to be another memoir with regard to what happened next, but what, <laughs> they are going to be, there are going to be a few more books and one of them, I really want to be my mother's voice. And that's what I'd like to call the book and, and share how I got to spend the last month of her life with her and how she actually passed away in my arms and our whole healing process. Um, so, but what happened after that was definitely a healing process from 2013 onwards. My mom and I reconnected about six years ago and we started a process first in therapy and then in communication and, and, letting, and cutting everybody else out and deciding how we were going to heal our wounds. Um, I have, you know, started the Dare to Be Loved platform. So I started an online platform, you know, writing a blog and that quickly, you know, I quickly got um, 40,000 followers on, on Facebook. I've just recently, I'm quite new to Instagram. So I'm looking for a following over there and talking about the message of what it means to be love, what it means to be at peace with your beliefs when you know that all of your beliefs are infused with love so that everything that you do, think and say in life comes from that place so that you can stop the war inside because we need to stop the war inside to stop the war outside in the world. We very quickly want to rush into you know, other places and try and, and that was where I kept making the mistake was trying to fix everybody else, but I wasn't fixing myself. Whereas, you know, so, so working with that message of what it means to be able to look in the mirror, to be able to really look at your core belief system and then to have the courage to actually question whether your belief is actually infused with love because when we work from that space there's hope of bringing peace in the world and that's really the key thing that's happened mm -hmm. since then is working around sharing that message with the world yeah so i i think you um went right into my next question was what do you want readers to take away was there something else you want to say or was that your, your key message the, the, the key message is that there's hope beyond any trauma there's hope beyond any circumstance there's hope beyond anything that happens in your life, any loss that you have, and what does it mean and how do you come about that in terms of being loved for your circumstance and, you know, reading my book, you get to understand after the multiple traumas that I had that it is possible. Yes. And then the platform is about how to sharing with readers how one can do that. Yeah. Perfect. That's wonderful. So you talked about the dare to be love movement. Is there anything else you're doing now? You're writing another book from your mother's voice, is it called? Or I'd like it to be called my mother's voice. Yes. My mother's voice. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Wow. That's a lot going on still. <laughs> Yeah, well, and then also, you know, the, the, the second book is also, well, the second book that I hope to publish is actually sharing with readers how I, how I came to this understanding 
and how you find enlightenment around a particular topic in your life. You know, we don't have time to spend 40 years on the mountain to become fully enlightened. But if we can find enlightenment for ourselves around one story, we can then take the paintbrush and then repaint that with other stories in our life or other situations that we have. And that's really book two that I'd like to do. And then, as I say, I'd like to do a book of poetry as well as the book around my mother's, you know, sharing my story with my mother about how my mother and I healed our wound, our combined wound. Because healing our own wound is, is actually easier than healing a wound, the combined wound with someone else, even though it's hard to heal our own wounds. Um, but then taking that and, and working through it with someone else, like I did with my mother, was just insane. Next level, amazing. That's, that is amazing. That is so mm. amazing. So <clears throat> where can readers find this memoir, Life's Not Yoga? Well, the, the obvious place is Amazon at this stage, but all online platforms all around the world. And you can go to your local bookstore and ask them to order it in for you because it is with Ingram Sparks. So anywhere that you want to get it, you can get it from. And you can also ask your library to order it in for you if you don't want to actually purchase a copy. But all ebook platforms around the world, as well as um, all print on demand platforms, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, they, everybody has it. So I'm very excited that it is available everywhere. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your messages with me today and everyone who's watching. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Annie. But before we um, say our farewells, if you wouldn't mind, because I'd like to, I'm obviously going to share this with my readers and followers. Tell us a little bit about yourself before, so that people who um, get to watch this also know who Annie is. Okay, sure. So I'm a soon-to-be author. I'm working on revising my debut. It's called The Friendship Breakup. And mm -hmm. it's about a woman who is building a business and coming up against obstacles and mm -hmm. trying to find what's important in life. So I'm excited about that. I am working with my agent and I'm hope, I hope to be on submission soon to publishers. And mm -hmm. I'm doing Bookstagram on Instagram. So you can follow me for book recommendations at Miss Annie Catherine. Mm -hmm. And what else am I doing? Oh, I'm doing Soulful Series Chats. So this is one of my favorite projects. I'm interviewing authors who have written memoirs, nonfiction motivational books, self-help books, anthologies. And as you know, you're one of my guests and I do that once a month. So uh, those are the things I have going on. So you're busier than I am by the looks of things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I think you are. And I'm very excited about your book and I hope that I will get to read and review it for you and for those of you out there you must know that Annie's an amazing reviewer so thank you so much for reviewing my book and for having me on on the series with you yeah you're welcome I loved every minute of it so take thank care so and I'm going to do this one more time go buy it <laughs> go read it <laughs> wait 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 let's both do it at the same time okay <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Soulful Series is hosted by me, Annie Catherine. Soulful Series is a Vienna Studios production produced by Vanessa Ferlano. Music by Vanessa Ferlano. Catch you next time. Part of the ACAST community.